With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. It's the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G. It's awesome to have you with. It's so cool that you're listening on an NFL Sunday. My heart skips a beat thinking about the fact that you are taking some time on a big day for football consumption and listening to this podcast, but you might be listening to it on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. You don't have to necessarily listen on Sunday, although most people seem to listen when we release the podcast. But anyway, Danny, here we are. We have a big Sunday show in store here. Yeah. And the numbers prove that the Sunday show is worth us getting up early and doing, even if London has the Jags. Yeah, and I don't like the NFL. Uh, They're screwing with us, putting these early games on, which is affecting our our product here. Stay in your lane, right? Come on now. What's wrong with you? Shame on you. This is not the number one station anymore, is it? Uh, on this podcast, we have the uh, the mail bag. The mail bag. We're going to start with Pop Goes the Culture. We had planned on doing that back on Friday, and. We didn't. As you predicted, Danny, yet again, ran out of time. It snowballed. I know. It happened. Uh, you know, I started talking about you know, the, the the viral video and spaghetti with with Fernando. And uh, anyway, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the mailbag. We'll start with Pop Goes the Culture. This actually was a late submission from... Ozzy Waz in Western Australia. And this is one of the coolest thing things on Pop Goes the Culture. But by the way, did Ohio Al do his little song? Do we need Ohio Al to do his little song? I think we do, right? Let's count him down. Three, two, Ohio Al. All right. Thank you. I'm sorry. I almost forgot Ohio. Well, that's a bad job by me. 
Uh, so this is submitted by Ozzy Waz from Western Australia, and it is freaking awesome. I am going to send this to you, Danny, so you can watch in your studio. I have it on in my studio. When I was a little kid, my mom took me to the San Diego Zoo because they had a koala bear there. And at that time, as I remember, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but as I remember it, that was like a big deal. You could see a koala bear. And I remember as a little boy going to the San Diego Zoo with my mom and my dad and my brother. And the koala bear, they said, was in there, but it sleeps like 22 hours a day. It's yeah. literally the koala bear is like the laziest animal you could possibly find. They rarely drink water. They get hydration. They eat the eucalyptus leaves. And that's it. They they're like they literally sleep eighteen to twenty two hours a day. Uh, I bring that up because Ozzy Waz sent us a video. And if you click on that video, Danny, you will see this is from an Australian YouTube channel. This guy is walking on some deserted back road, dirt road in Australia, and he hears a noise coming from the tree, and a couple of koala bears get into a wrestling match. <laughs> like a not as he says it's like a professional wrestling uh, Ozzy Waz says it's kind of like the WWE they fall out of the tree literally drop all the way down if you watch the video it's only a couple of minutes drop all the way down to where this guy is and the funniest part about it is this this guy is giving verbal directions to tell the wild koala bears in his language, his native tongue, to knock it off. And I can't believe that these creatures would not pay attention to a to English. Uh, and they're, like, grabbing each other's necks. Oh, it was pretty good. Wow. Right? I had, no, I had no idea that they fought each other like that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, Danny. I never. This is this is why this is such an amazing video. And I wanted to lead Pop Goes the Culture. This was an email submission by Ozzy Waz. But this guy, Ozzy Waz, coming through big, coming through big on Pop Goes the Culture. They When they rolled down right in front of the guy. Yeah, that, that's that, awesome. That looked like it was out of like a Tom Cruise movie or something, right? OK, so after you're done listening to the Fifth Hour podcast here. Go to YouTube and type in Koala Fight. Yeah, type in Koala Fight. It's the All Things Australia YouTube channel. But yeah, K-O-A-L-A Fight. And this, uh, I guess this is from a few years back. It's not necessarily new, but I had never seen it before. This is amazing, right? This is nuts. That is and awesome, man. It's like, you know, when two kids were about the same size in gym class when you'd be doing wrestling. Yeah, and they're really going at it, and the whole class was all fired up. That's what these two koalas look like in the video. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty pretty neat. It's not necessarily recent, but it's I we'd never seen it. It's new to us, Danny. Right? It's new to us, and it's awesome. And I didn't even know that. As you said, I, I we didn't know that was possible. If the if the rest of the world knew about that, I think that thing would have like a hundred million views. Not you know not a couple million, but anyway. Yeah, they look so damn like you said at the zoo. They're so boring and lazy. They they look cuddly, but they're boring. Yeah, they just eat eucalyptus leaves and they sleep. Cage matches like this at the zoo, people would be lined up. <laughs>
She's like, they look like little stuffed animals and they're fighting with each other. It's hilarious. Like stuffed animals fighting, coming to life to get into a, ma- a boxing match with each other. Uh, it's so good. Uh, what else do we have on Pop Goes the Culture? Uh, well, people are freaking out. You were just in Vegas last weekend, Danny. People freaking out about how expensive everything is at the Spear in Vegas, this newest venue that just opened up and uh it, it the, the U2 is doing a residency i believe until december so their people are are losing their mind about how much the drinks are and the parking they only have a 300 spot parking lot for that massive spear not yeah. not enough not enough parking no you'd have to park somewhere else on the strip and then get an uber to the sphere well but People don't want to do that. They want to park right at the Spirit, but you can't do that. And so the Spirit, of course, is gouging people. The price for self-parking is $100 at the Spirit. For valet parking, it's $125. And so they're complaining about that. And then you have the alcoholic beverages, which is a must if you're going to go to this $2 billion. And if you don't know what the Spirit is, it's we've talked about it. It's... It's a giant ball, and it's the uh, the Madison Square Garden folks yeah, built this, and it's got uh, the world's most LED screens on the outside, inside, and they um, have the most speakers of any center in the world. So this is basically the best place you could ever witness a, a concert. Allegedly, it's it's at the Venetian. It's right near the Venetian. I think it's part yeah. of the property. So it's uh, it's massive. It's massive, and it's very expensive. It's uh, it, it's got about eighteen thousand seats and three hundred parking spaces. That's that doesn't seem to work. Although, as you you're right there. I mean, there's a lot of parking in Vegas, and they'll gouge you at any of the hotels. It's not like yeah. It's- oh yeah. By the way, it's taller than the Statue of Liberty, and the floor it's two football fields long. And spoiler alert: the floor is lava. <laughs> uh, no, uh, <laughs> or at least that's what it looks like with the LED screens. Uh, yeah. So some people have been going to this, obviously, and they're posting how much everything costs inside the spear. And to get a specialty cocktail, thirty dollars at the spear. You want a margarita? That'll cost you twenty. You want a draft beer? That's eighteen to nineteen dollars. A glass of wine will cost you $20. Here's the one that's the most outrageous, though, because they always gouge you for alcohol. How about this one at the Spear in Vegas for a souvenir soda? That'll cost you $14. Sounds like a Dodgers game. Pretty much $7 for some water. $7 for a little bottle of water. Yep. My God. Holy crap. Welcome to inflation, mother suckers. You can, you can never go. I don't know that I'll ever be in the spirit. I mean, maybe if somebody hooks me up with a freebie, I'll go. But I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty cheap, Danny. I don't know that I want to want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, here we go on Pop Goes the Culture. Here we go. That's my favorite Dak Prescott soundbite of all time. <laughs> when he played the Patriots and he kept saying his cadence was, here we go. All right. Here we go. It was, uh, it was so so ridiculous. All right. Study is trying to uncover why so many people are scared of clowns. Afraid of the clowns. Uh, International Journal of Mental Health 
attempting to uncover the reasons why so many of us suffer from coulrophobia, I believe is how you say it, uh, the fear of clowns, the psychology behind it, and why everyone is is terrified. Well, when I was a kid, Danny, there was a good reason to be scared of clowns because I'd heard stories from uh, my my parents about a very famous clown who was uh, killing people and <laughs> uh, and burying them in his basement, if I remember correctly, right? And I will Uncle Buck a clown in the face. Remember John Candy and his famous scene when the drunk clown shows up at the door? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wait, have you been have you been drinking a little bit? Yeah, what's it to you, buddy? And then he, he punches up in his big clown nose. Uh, it's so good. Oh, that is that is so. So anyway, they haven't figured it out yet, but they're they're investigating. Well, here's somebody afraid on Pop Goes the Culture of bed bugs. Now, there's a good reason to be afraid of bed bugs yeah. because uh, those uh, nasty little bastards will really mess with your day and cause you all kinds of problems, and you just can't get rid of them. So, uh, one traveler who was so freaked out by the bed bug invasion uh, decided, you know, I. I this thing's all over Europe right now. People are freaking out about the bed bugs. It's supposedly biblical, right? Anytime bed bugs attack, they think it's an infestation out of the Bible, those blood suckers. So this uh, person, I, I think this person did it to get a bunch of views on TikTok, and it worked. Uh, this guy riding a train went viral because he wore a full hazmat suit like he was an Ebola worker. And, yeah, he uh, he rode around the continent of Europe there wearing a full hazmat suit uh, to avoid the bed bugs. Uh, there you go. So uh, bed bugs had been spotted on the transit system in the UK. So it's not right there. Yeah, nasty. Nasty. Nasty for sure. All right. Uh, here's an odd one from Pop Goes the Culture. Uh were you ever a Seinfeld fan? I, I was okay. I watched it sometimes. I wasn't like the huge, the, the biggest Seinfeld fan in the world back in the day in the 90s. It was one of those reruns where you could have it on in the background while you're getting ready for bed. Yeah. So I, some of the episodes, the big wallet one was funny because I have a big wallet. So people would say I have the Costanza wallet. I mean, there's things I quote from Seinfeld, but I didn't watch every episode of Seinfeld. But the famous thing about Seinfeld was how popular it was and how shitty the final episode of Seinfeld was. So Jerry Seinfeld recently indicated that they're going to remake the finale of Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. They're going to bring the cast back together. And they're going to you know, do it again. And uh, we'll see if that actually happens. But how do they make them look the same age? Well, maybe through the magic of television, Danny, they can add to the story, right? They can, they can. Oh, it. I see. Okay. It's like, finally, they get released from jail and now they're this age. Yeah. They could do something like that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? I don't know. That's Seinfeld was implying that that's going to happen. Uh, Rolex. Rolex debut has debuted a first new collection of Rolexes in a decade. Perpetual 1908 is what it's called, I believe, unless I'm butchering it. First new collection in a decade. And uh, I, 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 I'm not a watch guy. I have a Apple watch that I use because it keeps track of my steps. So as far as the Rolex, I actually have... It's not a Rolex. It's like the next lowest brand. But Pat O'Brien, I've told the story before. Pat O'Brien 
uh, one of the funniest things he ever did. I was working with him, filling in for Steve Hartman, and P.O.B. is like, hey, you don't have a watch. You want a watch? I'm like, oh, I mean, okay, whatever, you know. So he goes out to his car. He gets a plastic Ziploc bag, brings it back, filled with high-end designer watches, like really expensive watches. And and he says, pick one. Yeah, take whatever you want. So I grabbed the watch. Uh, the only catch was the watches were not the, – uh, the battery on the watches was not uh, – you needed to replace the battery. So that was a problem. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Where's that watch now? You know, I it's I've moved several times. I don't I have no idea. I should get it appraised. I wonder if it's actually worth as much as it appears to be worth. Yeah. But that would be kind of rude to Pat, but I don't talk to Pat much anymore, anyways. Uh, and he'll never know about that. I I promise you, Pat O'Brien not listening to this podcast. Even when Pat was on the podcast, he wasn't listening. He was eating lunch when we had Pat on the podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. TikTok. A couple stories from TikTok. A doctor on TikTok uh, surprising many people because the doctor was giving out health advice on things like HIV, cancer, and other illnesses, wearing medical scrubs, only to be determined that the person was not actually a doctor, was a total quack. Uh, total medical quackery. I didn't know Doc Mike was going to make it into the podcast today. I, I was just going to say, I, I don't think this was Doc Mike because I don't think Doc knows what TikTok is. Uh, but somebody was uh, was pretending to be a doctor, and uh, that's uh, that's a little scary. Now, if you're getting your medical your medical stuff from TikTok, that seems like it's bad bad life decision. It's kind of like taking medical advice from somebody on the radio. But every once in a while, I will get someone that will say, "Hey, I got a, I got a cousin that's sick." 
what's the garlic therapy? And so I always have to write back, Danny, and I have to say, well, listen, I am not a doctor. I'm a doctor. Uh, you should not take medical advice from me, but here's what I do. Uh, here, here's what I do. And I, I, you know, I, garlic is nature's antibiotic, and I go through the whole spiel and all that. And I have never had anyone get back to me that has done it that have said they regretted doing which is good. I was always been worried like somebody's going to say, "My burned my gums and it didn't do anything and all that." But garlic is is divine. I love garlic. I love old garlic. I love new garlic. I love all kinds of garlic. I am a fan of garlic. Sam, I am. Uh, love it. 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 Uh, yeah. Don't don't be listening to people that claim to be doctors on. On TikTok, I'm not even on TikTok, uh, but I have. Here's another TikTok story: uh, people freaking out because a, a user on that app uh, determined the quickest way, the simplest way to soak up grease while cooking. You know what it involves, Danny? Uh, your wife's tongue. Uh, no, like not your wife's. I mean, our wives. <laughs> well, that's an interesting way of phrasing it. Uh, no, uh, it would be a different item. How about a tampon? A tampon. Oh, 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 I, I was close. Uh, you were not far off. Well, it's a different part of the body. But, uh, but yeah, the uh, the tampon. So, of course, the, the people that have a stick up their, their uh, keister are freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, you can't. This is terrible, right? Uh, and they're getting all freaked out. There's backlash because of that. I mean, really, who cares? It doesn't. It, it's it's an uh, item. I know what the tampons used for, but it has other uses. It's multi. You can use it for many things. It's got a, a lot of things you can use it for. So multifunctional. Exactly. It's it's like a Swiss Army knife, uh, if, if you will, depending on how. It sounds too sharp. I know. I know. All right. Let's get to the let's get to the mailbag. What do you say? Let's do it. Ohio Al, you know what to do. It's in the Ben's Well, we we were remiss last week on the mailbag to point out that we got some listener swag. As a gift, Danny G, and I don't think we mentioned this on the podcast. I don't remember mentioning. No, we didn't get to mention this last weekend. Yeah, so uh, we uh, finally got uh, the the Pony Express, which is, I think, what we use to get the mail. Uh, our friend Neil, the great Neil, who's a big fan of the show, used to live in Miami. Now he's in Greenville in the Carolinas there. And Neil is a big fan of this podcast. We love him. He sent us a couple of, of baseball caps from the local baseball team, the South Atlantic League champions, the single A, I believe it is, affiliate or rookie ball affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. And I, I really want to thank Neil for two reasons. Number one, he sent me a hat in my size. It's a size eight. Like some people send me hats and I can't, I can't wear them because – they don't fit. And then the other thing that's kind of cool is this is a good-looking hat. It's got a frog on it. I actually wore mine yesterday, and my girl said, are those baseball bats or frog legs? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a good-looking good item. So I do want to thank Neil. It's very kind. And these things are so expensive these days. I 
Uh, I, occasionally I'll beg for hats, but I feel bad because they're so freaking expensive, you know, and, but, but Neil was very kind. And so I know you're a big fan of the podcast. You listen every week, Neil, although sometimes you binge listen, you stop listening for a while and then you go back and binge listen, but thank you to Neil. That was awesome. Above and beyond the call of duty. Alf AI attorney to the stars writes and says, Ben, do you own the name Benny versus the penny asking for a friend? Yeah, so there's lawyers with NBC involved in that. Uh, let's just say Benny versus the Penny is on loan right now. Uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm guessing if it do, if the show doesn't do well, the TV show, which is on, if you're listening to us in the New York City area on SNY today at 11:30 a.m. So hopefully you're hearing this before it runs on SNY in New York. Uh, but here's the 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 thing: uh, if if Benny versus the Penny is not a success. I'm pretty sure that NBC is not going to hold on to the trademarks like Seinfeld or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I th- I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, Alf also says, Benjamin, uh, what did you do to upset the apple cart over at the mothership? One night, it's classic Sparty, not even able to read your intro at the top of the show. The next show, Eddie is back, and you asked him if he's sick. He downplays it. I forgot I even did that. You're right. And then... Like manna from heaven, Steve DeSager falls in your lap. And then here we go again. Here we go. The fly in the ointment, old Sparty returns. Uh, I, much like you, am a creature of habit. Every night you show up, there's a revolving door of people around you. Uh, What is that like uh, when a personality with the gumption and the veteran savvy of Steve DeSager shows up to work uh, with you in comparison to some of the greener employees well it sounds like you're getting me you're trying to get me to trash uh, someone i will not do that all i will tell you is that i have known steve DeSager for probably uh, 30 years I, I mean way back me and steve we used to hang out in press boxes and uh, you know try to outsmart each other on baseball names and stuff like that so it is just smooth it's like silk when i work with DeSager because we know each other we worked together a long time over the years and most importantly, he's really good. He's really good. He's I, uh, I've i said this. He's the top guy that we have. He's one of the great news update guys out there, Steve DeSager. He's so detailed, thorough, wonderful, all that stuff. Not to say the other people suck. I'm not saying that at all. I just think Steve's just better uh, head and shoulders above everyone else. And uh, some of these other guys, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. And we all have to start somewhere. So I have to – sometimes I have to realize that, that, you know, I was terrible when I started. I sucked. I was I, horrific. Uh, but I did work at it. I did. I uh, didn't just look at my phone and futz around and not uh, not uh, rewrite things and things like that. So, but uh, this, uh, it's it is a challenge some nights. I'm not going to lie to you, Alf. But the the show must go on either way. So, and people seem to like when I'm annoyed. So, uh, for whatever that's worth, people find that delicious. They think that is just wonderful. Uh, when I'm really upset and uh, you can tell that I'm annoyed, I don't hide it very well. Joe and Darcy, we haven't heard from them in a while, in Florida, in Vero Beach right in. Where have you guys been, Joe and Darcy? That's random. Anyway, uh, they write in and they say, was there ever a verdict as to whether I'm a pilot was a real person or the figment of Gascon's imagination? I know you have mentioned seeing Gascon a few times since leaving the podcast and did this topic ever uh, come up? No. Uh, well, I have seen Gascon. I've seen him a couple times. He lives in Miami now, so 
I don't see him that often, but he does come back to L.A. every once in a while, even though he hates California uh, with a passion. Uh, so uh, he's he's supposed to be in the L.A. area later on either this month or sometime in November. And I would imagine we have no plans, but I would imagine that we will end up having a meal together. And I will bring up I'm a pilot because I'm pretty sure that I'm a pilot either is Gascon or someone very close related to Gascon who has no interest in what I or Danny G has to say. Because uh, this person would email every week just about, I'm a pilot, claim to live in the Dallas area, don't know much else about I'm a pilot, other than that during COVID, they went to China and sent a bunch of photos claiming that they had been detained in the in a hotel room under quarantine, and they had people in hazmat suits and the whole thing. Uh, Pete in Pittsburgh writes in and says, what separates the fifth hour from the previous four? Well, that would be the number five, Danny, right? That's the number five. And you're on this show other than the, the regular show. You're not on that. Exactly. And Pete actually gets time on the podcast. I don't think he's on your live show much, is he? No, every once in a while, once every three months, he'll be stumbling, bumbling out of the strip club he works at, the ballet there, and he'll call us completely hammered, and then that's it. Dude, I love hearing his voice on the phone, though. It reminds me of the good old Howard Stern days. Yeah, Howard was so good. Cammy was good. Why did he have to grow up? Well, he's so rich, he doesn't. He can do whatever he wants. But it's uh, it's his. Uh, my theory is it's the lady. Blame the lady because she convinced him. She, I think she's the one that wanted to hang out with all the celebrities in the Hamptons and all that because he never wanted to be that guy. He used to brag about he never wanted to interview somebody that he was friends with. Yeah. Pittsburgh Pete is what Howard called him. Yeah, it was Pittsburgh Pete. And, uh, and yeah. And, like Stern back in the day, he he was the, the there's a term in our business, Danny. It's called the Stern effect. And they determined that people who actually hated Howard Stern listen longer yep. than those that liked Howard Stern. But now he seems to want everyone to like him, except, I guess, conservatives. Uh, but everyone else, he wants to to love him. And they, they determined that. The people that love him, uh, you know, that's fine. They'll listen. But the people that don't love him, uh, they they don't want to miss a chance to be angered or outraged by something he said. Very odd. I wish that one day he'd wake up and kind of like snap out of it and revert back to him old self and get on the air and fire people that don't fit his old show. Bring on people and callers from his old show and go full guns blazing, that would be amazing. Imagine if it was like the resurrection of the real Howard Stern. That would be sweet. I'd be there. I would be all about that. Uh, I would love it. And the guys that go super woke, like Stern and Jimmy Kimmel, like those guys, like they were so far the other direction. And Like the Internet's forever. There's photos of Jimmy Kimmel in blackface from when he did a skit with Corolla he was dressed as like Carl Malone and Stern. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff with Stern from back in the day, right? And it's like you can't. I don't know. It's just it's odd that you think you can go that far the other direction, and like that stuff doesn't. It doesn't just vanish. It's there forever, Danny. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't care about Stern's politics. I just care about his radio show. 
And I was such a fan of him early on that I just wish his radio show remained the same. So I have a hypothesis I want to run by you. Keep your politics private. Yeah. But here's the thing. Is it possible that in addition to his lady friend, his wife, his much younger wife, wanting to hang out with the celebrities in the Hamptons, is it also possible that Stern has a guilty conscience because he, as much as anyone, helped promote Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump was just a real estate, the son of a real estate mogul in New York who wanted to be famous and was a regular on the Howard Stern show back in the 1980s. Ben, congratulations. Before anyone knew who the F he was. And that helped propel him. And is it conceivable, because Stern's been hanging out with all the, the wokesters there on Long Island, that that is why, that's part of the reason. Like He feels like he's responsible for for Trump becoming the president. And, so he's overcompensating to the crowd that he's hanging out with now? Yeah. That sucks. I'm, Come on. I'm psychoanalyzing Howard Stern. Yeah, you are. I like it. All right. Uh, well, what next, up, Pete? Hope you're doing good there. Have a drink for me. Beer. Well, you don't have to ask Pete to do that. He'll do it anyway. Uh, uh, Kevin in Kansas says, Dear Ben and Danny G, with the success of Benny vs. the Penny on TV, what if FSR did a companion show for Danny G? Danny versus the Granny, where Danny picks his winner, and then Ben tosses the Granny, and if she lands her head, the granny agrees, but her butt, she disagrees. <laughs> I, like, I like this. That's like something that would be on the old Howard Stern show, right? Toss it. <laughs> yes. Danny versus the granny. That's funny. And you could take Baba Booey and dress him up as an old lady and literally flip him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can bring back Jackie the joke man. Bring bring Jackie back. Stutter oh. and can bring, bring him in there. Have like a big Andre the Giant come to the show, yeah. pick him up at, dressed as a grandmother, and flip him in the air. <laughs> There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card, hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, who's next? J-Bone from Portland, Maine says, hello, Ben and Danny G. Bacon or sausage? Also, home fries or hash browns? Uh, I just went out to breakfast and had to make these tough decisions. Also, bonus optional question uh, what you guys uh, are what are you getting for bread uh thanks boys uh, eat up uh, i think he means actual bread not money uh but let's see hash browns home fries let's start with that. that's a tough one i i think that's it, it depends on the serving size i would say i say it depends on how they're cooked because don't you love the hash browns when they're well done on the top? Nice yeah. and crispy. Yeah, I mean, they're, that, is, that is a good option. Um, it's really good with ketchup like that. A home fry is like a potato wedge, a good potato wedge. Am I wrong on that? Isn't a home fry like a potato wedge? Yeah, the potatoes. I, I don't like potatoes with breakfast. I never really have. As kids, obviously, whenever somebody would give us a hash brown from McDonald's yeah. and squirt some ketchup on it we're like yeah nice and greasy but other than that like when people sit there with a big old serving of potatoes on their breakfast plate i don't want to start off my morning with potatoes in my stomach you want to have some starch right there big side no. no all right i got you uh the only time i eat breakfast is when i am staying at a hotel and i have to because my wife drags me to eat breakfast because she loves breakfast it's her favorite Favorite the time of the year. Last year, the last time I ate breakfast was in Pawtucket in Rhode Island because my wife found we were driving through the all the northeastern states and she found a what she thought was going to be the greatest little breakfast mom and pop shop. We went there; it was terrible, um, <laughs> but I did eat breakfast. Uh, you and, do the toast though, sourdough or English muffin? Again, it comes down to the preparation. I I, I go sourdough. I, I go sourdough. You, Danny? That's not bad. Uh, I, either or, but a well-done English muffin with those nooks and crannies, really good. Problem is, when you order breakfast, they put the bread in their toaster for like 20 seconds, it seems like. Yeah. They, you have to say well done for your toast. Otherwise, it comes out and it's not toasted whatsoever. Yeah, that's a good call. That's your, that's, you know what? You win top take of the podcast. That's the great, today's podcast, Danny. That's the top take. It's just like a piece of sourdough out of the loaf of bread. Yeah. This shit is not toasted. And the butter doesn't even melt on it because they didn't long enough. And yeah, some hard butter for a non toasted piece of bread. Not right. Uh, Not right at all. Uh, J Bone, uh, as far as bacon sausage, I I think you got to go bacon on that, right? You can't. You can't go the sausage. You got to go the bacon. Bacon. It's got to be crispy to where it crumbles. Crumble, crumble, crumble. Next up, Mike in Fullerton says, Hocus Pocus, Ben and Danny G. I'm here to help you with your mosquito problem, Ben. Mosquitoes are mainly attracted by two things, body odor and the carbon dioxide you exhale. So when you're outside, 
Just put on plenty of deodorant, hold your breath, and you can kiss your mosquito problem goodbye. You're welcome. Well, thank you. Very kind there. And, yeah, here's a question for Danny G, just for Danny G. Is chili a soup? Think very carefully before you answer. No, it's not a soup. It's too meaty. Soup is watery. Chili is not. Or it shouldn't be, at least. That's a wrong answer, Danny. We did, we debated this on the overnight show. We determined that chili is served in a bowl with a spoon. How is soup served, Danny? Well, cereal is served in a bowl with a spoon, and that's not soup. It is a soup. It's a breakfast soup. Cereal is a breakfast oh, soup. Goodness, no. But, but chili, we also determined no beans, only meat in the chili, no beans in the chili. Anything that's soup, though, you slurp out of the bowl, and your mom says, Put that bowl down and be a human. You would drink that with a with your spoon, not the bowl. But you can eat chili out of a bowl. You it doesn't can. make it soup, though. It's we. It's the same. It's it's a thick soup. It's like a chunky soup. Nah. It got matzo ball soup. It's like a lentil soup. You ever had lentil soup? It's disgusting. My mom used to make it, but I ate it because I, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. And I would pick around the lentils because I hated the lentils, but it's lentil soup. It is very thick. You put uh, sour cream on chili. You don't put sour cream on soup. And soup, that's not a meal. Soup is a side. What about chili? Uh, what about French onion soup? That, what about that, it? I don't put on, I don't put sour cream on that. But that could be a meal. French onion, if it's thick enough, if the cheese is thick enough and they have enough onion content in the soup. I that, would never order French onion as, a, as an entree. What but if, if, if it was a whole bowl of chili with sour cream and crackers and bread, you could actually eat chili and be full. Well, what what about the place in Burbank that's got the great bread? I'm forgetting uh, Smokehouse. They have on the weekends in Burbank here, they have tremendous, just wonderful uh, French onion soup. You You wouldn't have that as your meal? No? As one of my sides. All right. No, well, that's a bad. You went from the the take of the podcast to the bad take on chili. Wrong. I'm on the right. I'm on the right side. I I know my chili. And I don't think so. I think Howard Stern would agree with you on this one. All right. Uh, next up, we have. I'll do a couple more and get out of here. Hillbilly Mike sent me some toe advice. He said I need to go to a podiatrist and I can have my toenails permanently removed. He said he had this done three years ago. And he has been loving life ever since. Claimed that he had all kinds of toe issues. Uh, said that his toenails got really thick. It resembled the toe fungus uh, that looked like it was fungus. It wasn't. Uh, so he says, I should have my toenails removed. Uh, I don't know that I'm at that point yet. How is that one growing in, by the way? Yeah, so we determined there was a rogue nail covering the part of the toe that it was actually dried blood. But the problem is I've been unable, My I have to have my wife like cut into the toe to dig the nail. I don't know how this happened because the nail on top of the other nail has fallen off, but the lower nail, it just grew over, the toenail grew over the other nail. So it's nail on nail. Like oh. that Mike and Mike, it's nail and nail. So you need a cosmetic toe surgeon. Sounds like not good. Uh, Fred in Spring, Texas uh, says, I know both of you have been married for a while. Well, you know, uh, how long you've been married? Well, I haven't even been married for a year. 
Yeah, yeah, not a, that's not a, a long time. Uh, I've been married for ten years now, which blows me away. Anyway, says, what's your biggest surprise of your new life after you tied the knot? Uh, what is the surprise? Any uh, surprises to you? You're still get that. Uh, I would say the biggest surprise is how that makes my wife think that she's the boss somehow. <laughs> oh, the uh, the jewelry, the contract, the uh... just getting married. Yeah, like all of a sudden I'm the boss now. No, you're not. You're not the boss. <laughs> I had to tell her the other night, you're not the boss. Don't. And no she boss. got mad. She got really mad, and she stomped down the stairs. Yeah. And then later, she came up. She's like, "I'm sorry if I if I'm being bossy." Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I, I mean, I I feel like things are going pretty smooth. It's just like I, I would only say, and I don't think this is anything to do with the wife. It's just that it's just a whirlwind. It's just flying by. You know, I want to slow it down. I want to like land the plane. I want to go out and smell the flowers. And it's just like every day, it's like something. I especially now with the TV show. Because I got to spend so much time getting ready for that with the production meetings on top of everything else. I, I mean, these are first world problems, but it's like I, I pretty much Fridays, uh, I do this podcast and then I'm a wreck. I got I fall asleep at like eight o'clock at nine o'clock on a Friday night. I got to take a nap because I'm just dead to the world. And then I have Saturday to kind of futz around and have some fun and all that. But then I'm right back on Sunday for the radio show. So and I've got the podcast we've got to do all weekends. So. And by the way, Big Ben, in case she listens to this podcast, she's a wonderful woman. She's a lovely lady, and my apologies to her. Uh, yeah. She's still not the boss, though. <laughs> not the boss. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think you, you got to learn, Danny. You listen and ignore. Listen and ignore. That is the key. You listen and you, you, you pick some things up and you ignore the rest. And, you know. You just got to pacify certain certain things. Chris in Maricopa to Iowa right since it's been, I found uh, this slot machine. He sent some photos at the Ho-Chunk Casino. That can't be the real name, can it? In Barboo, Wisconsin. Wow. A Barboo, Wisconsin. And uh, it's called Benny Big Game. Perhaps you should add your, add your nickname list. It would remind everyone of all your athletic achievements. Well, thank you for that, Chris. As you know, I was Benny the Bopper. When I played baseball and Moneyball Maller, when I played basketball, uh, he says putting your face on the machine, and you can start cashing in those sweet royalty checks. Imagine a bonus round where you have to pick from Benny's big board of losers for the jackpot. Now that is winning, uh, he says. <laughs> oh. Go uh, Raiders, and then uh, yeah, go Raiders. And Ben, is the penny still winning this season? We don't need to talk about it. It's very close, Danny. It's we're, we're separated by just a, a a game or two. It's literally it, neither one of us is doing any good. It's both. It's like last year, I destroyed the penny with you, Danny. This year, uh, I blame the cameras, I blame the lights, and I blame Looney. That's the difference. I played along with the bit. I let you win. And Looney's got such an ego, he wants to beat you. Tom Looney owns me. I'm his bitch, clearly, without a doubt. <laughs> it's edited audio is what that is. And the, the thing about Benny versus the Penny is, like, I'm doing the same exact handicapping I did last year. It's the same thing. 
but this year it's not going my way. Last year it went my way. You know what that is? That's called gambling. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you're the windshield. Sometimes you're the bug. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks to Jonathan. We didn't have time to get this question. George in Uvalde, Texas, and thanks you to Michael, Joe, and uh, there's a couple other people. Sunday, I'll be back tonight. I got Benny versus the Penny uh, a little bit before the kickoff of the early television games. Not the not the London game, the early games on the East Coast at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock in the West. And then I'll be on tonight, Monday night on the Pacific time zone at 11 o'clock. But that's 2 a.m. in the Eastern time zone where most people live. On uh, We'll have uh, the Ben Maller show. And Danny, what are you up to? I hope Max Crosby terrorizes Mac Jones and gets him put on the bench again. That would be beautiful. Go Raiders. Uh, You are on the radio tonight. Tomorrow, I'm back on the radio with Covino and Rich. 2 to 4 p.m. on the west side, and that's 5 to 7 p.m. in New York City. Don't forget, Ben, on Mondays, it's last one standing where your voice is used in the open and during the game. What what time is that? I might have to tune in. Uh, That game is 3.20 p.m. West Coast time. All right. I might have to flip on the iHeartRadio app and give that a listen. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day. May all your picks be winning ones, or at least all my picks be winning ones, and all the Penny's picks be losing ones. We'll talk to you next time. Later, skater. Got a murder. Got to go. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.